Hello, hello everybody and welcome. I'm your host, Ariane the Alchemist. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a psychosynthesis life coach. And you're currently listening to the 70th episode of the Neptunian Serenity Podcast. In today's episode, we'll be doing a reading, especially for the sign of Cancer, Sun, Moon, Rising. And the theme of this reading will be courage. So welcome, my beautiful Cancerians. I hope you're well. Thank you for being here. I hope you're as excited for this reading as I am today. So this is your um, episode in my series of courage readings. So if you don't know how we do things over here at the podcast, every single month I make a series of 12 episodes, one for each each zodiac sign. And within that episode, there is a tarot reading. And every month we choose a new theme for this series, okay? So every sign gets a monthly tarot reading on the podcast, but every month we have a new theme to explore for the collective. Um, And these readings are always for Sun, Moon, Rising, so you get up to three monthly readings as well, depending on, you know, if you have the same sign in like the Sun, Moon or something, you may have less than three, but um, you get multiple readings every month. And every month we have a new topic to kind of dive into and to explore together to kind of switch things up a little bit and because it's really fun. And um, every month I do choose the theme intuitively, but it always has to do with the current zodiac season that we're in, meaning it's it's a theme connected, strongly connected to the archetype of the sign that the sun is transiting through using tropical astrology because that's what I practice at the moment that I'm recording the episode. Okay, so right now it is Aries season, and courage is the theme that I have chosen in honor of Aries season. You don't have to be listening to this during Aries season. Um, this reading will always uh, keep, will, will always have traces of the energetical imprint of the moment that I'm recording it in, but um, the messages and the that will come through during the reading are timeless, so you may find this at any time. Trust that the moment where you listen to this is when this episode was meant to find you and when the messages will apply to your current present reality whenever that is. So um, definitely follow the podcast if you enjoyed this, if you're curious to see what new things I'm going to pick when I'm done with this series and we have a new month, a new zodiac season, because we are keeping on going with this. I really enjoy making these series. Um, They are a sustainable rhythm of creation for me. And it's already, you know, if you look through, I mean, you know, we're already at episode 70. So this is already the sixth um, series of the kind that we're doing on the podcast. So you can even look through the past content that I've made. I have, there's so much amazing stuff on here. Um, but yeah, follow if you enjoy this. And if you really, really enjoy this, you can actually become a subscriber for 15 Canadian dollars a month, which is about 11 USD, I believe. And you get up to three to four hours of additional content at minimum, sometimes more, but three to four additional hours of content in the form of pick piles. Um, and with pick piles, it's just really fun because they're not zodiac based, so you can listen to the multiple piles. And also we can ask like more original and more precise questions um, for that. And so this month's pick pile in honor of Aries season is already up. And we did, um, we kind of tapped into this energy of creation and new beginnings because I recorded it around the time of the equinox and the Aries new moon. Um, so we asked, um, what are you meant to create at this time? What is blooming within you and how can you make more space for your creative self in your life? So if that interests you, you can uh, follow the link in the description of the episode where it says to become a subscriber and become part of the squad. And when you do so, you can actually, uh, request certain topics for the, for the next, uh, subscriber exclusive pickup piles. This is not a perk that I usually offer but um yeah so if you're thinking i would love for ariane to do a reading about this or about that then let me know and become a subscriber i'm open to many different things okay so um with that out of the way what is a courage reading well we're just going to be making some space today to let spirit come through and give you a message whatever it is that you need to hear regarding this topic this concept of courage so it may be that spirit wants to address whether you see yourself as a courageous person spirit might want to celebrate where you have been courageous recently and um the beautiful things you've been able to create for yourself as a result of that spirit might want to come through and tell you where you will still need to be courageous moving forward if you want to achieve your goals um or spirit might want to come through and help you redefine your your consumption your perception of courage if it's not fully accurate 
or anything of the sort. Okay, it could be something else even, but that's kind of uh, the intention and what has been coming through in the past reading. So if that sounds intriguing and exciting, then keep listening because we're going to get into it right away right now. So let's get into your reading, shall we? Let's get straight to it. Um, so I have pre-pulled just one card for you and we're going to start with that. Um, this is a crystal card. It's a, card uh, a card from the Mystic Mondays Crystal Grid deck. Um, and when I pulled this card, I... Why do I keep saying... Oh my god, I'm sorry. Just... My voice just mispronounced two things, but every time it sounded like I had some sort of accent, like some sort of what, like a Russian accent, maybe. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even Russian. I don't speak Russian, um. So I don't know where that's from. <laughs> maybe some of you are Russian listening to this, or you haven't. You have an accent a bit like this. Um. It really just happened unintentionally, but okay. Um. <laughs> So this card is from the Mystic Mondays Crystal Grid deck. We're going to start with that one. And when I pulled it, I asked, where do you need to be most courageous at this time? We're going to uncover what the crystal actually is, because I'm only seeing the side of the card here where there's like an imagery of the crystal, a picture of the crystal. On the other side of the card, there is the name of the crystal and what it does, what is its meaning, that kind of thing. So we're going to discover that together in a second. But uh, the decks I'm going to be using for you today, besides this crystal grid deck, is the Tarot of the Divine, the, I mean this one I'm not sure about, but I pulled it out, the Mystic Mondays Tarot, the Work Your Light Oracle, and the Archetype cards, okay. So, um, let's see what your crystal is. It's a beautiful kind of star-shaped, um, white, silvery crystal. So, okay, this is the call site and oh wow the astrological correspondences are cancer and venus so maybe you have a cancer venus but that's already pretty cool because you're a cancer if you're here um the keywords for this crystal are amplify cleanse and open and it says double trouble calcite has a unique optical quality when you are looking through the stone it appears doubled Calcite can amplify energy for higher awareness and healing, pairing well with other crystals and taking on their attributes to increase their metaphysical abilities. A powerful dissolver, calcite transforms negative energy for release and renewal. It also aligns the chakras, cleansing the aura of toxicity and renewing energy flow. Calcite reminds you that there is always a new beginning. You just have to decide when to start. Okay. Interesting. That whole that whole thing about things appear double when you're looking through it and it amplifies things is really interesting to me. And then it also speaks of incre increasing the metaphysical abilities. Mhm. Mm okay. And I'm and you know the, you know the deck that I was like I'm not sure we're going to use this. No, I'm putting this back in the in the box because no. We're not going to use it. feels wrong. And we're going to pull um, a different one that I was thinking of. I don't know why I pulled this one. Um, okay. So maybe there was something about that for you, about like the power of changing your mind. If something doesn't end up feeling right, I don't know. So the one that I'm pulling now is the Threads of Fate. Oracle, the Ascendant edition. Yeah, this feels much better because I wish I just had the decks prepared like next to me, and I was like, oh, it feels like there's a deck that's missing. And I went for this one because I was like, oh, it could we could use another tarot deck that could be nice, but no, it's this Oracle deck that we need. Yes, feels much better. Okay, perfect. So. Also, um, on this card, the the crystal card, right, where it speaks of um, amplifying, I'm currently reading a book from the Grishaverse, so um, if you know it, like, that, that's what, you know, the amplify thing made me think of, like, amplifiers in the story. If you don't know um, the Grishaverse, well, it's like a, a, 
they're they are fantasy books you know happening in a different universe called the Grishaverse it includes the Shadow and Bone uh, trilogy which like there's like the Shadow and Bone show on Netflix um check it out even if you're not a reader it's really good um and yeah I've just been I I I love these books and this and this show and um season two came out recently and it made me want to reread like king of scars so that's what i've been reading but essentially what you need to know is um regarding those amplifiers because that's what they made me think of your card made me think of in this grisha verse like there are people who have like magical abilities and they're called the grisha and actually for them um they're not like magical abilities they just call it the small science i believe and it's more about like that they are able to manipulate elements or body body parts at like the cellular level i think i'm not like perfect on like the the lore about that but it's more about that so it's, they don't really describe it as magic for them in the books but um yeah and amplifiers essentially um it is that there are some like animals and creatures and beasts in their world that um were connected to like the beginning of the world and have like magical capacities and if you if you're grisha and you find one and you like kill it you can like claim its power and then kind of merge with it and it becomes like your amplifier and you have like a part of the animal like an antler or a scale or something like fused to your own body and it acts like as an amplifier to your own abilities and you become even more powerful um yeah so that's what it made me think of so i don't know if that has anything to do with that um we'll see maybe you just like the grisha verse as well if not if you're a reader if you like fantasy i recommend it um yeah and oh yeah, at the very beginning when I was like, why do I sound like I have a Russian accent? The 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 country where like most of the action is happening and a lot of the Grisha verse and most of the characters or main characters are from is actually based on like I think mid um, ancient times Russia. I don't know if it's me medieval or a different period of time, but it's based on like past Russia. So there's a lot of like names that kind of sound a bit um Russian. So maybe that was that. Huh. Okay, interesting. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking all about that. Um Yeah, and actually the part where I'm at in the book, I'm not giving like spoilers, don't worry, but um one of the main one of the main characters has met someone who is telling her that um, the way that Grisha go um, about their amplifiers, like finding the animal, killing it, and fusing a part of it with their own body, it's actually quite barbaric, and that it wasn't how it was meant to be in the old days. There's actually like a more natural and sacred way to do it that makes you even more powerful. And like that character is really challenging the main character to rethink um, how she views um, power in general, as well as her own power, how she understands herself to be powerful and courageous she's a very courageous um character she's like a soldier and everything um so that's like really interesting so i'm wondering if there's something uh, for you about this maybe spirit wants you to kind of redefine or rethink your perspective on what power means and what courage means um interesting let's pull more cards now Let's go with the Tarot of the Divine and see. Yeah, these cards have like such a weird finish. So like they have like a weird sensation. Anyway. What does Cancer need to know regarding power and courage and all those types of things? What is the message here that um, the universe wants to send Cancer? Anything else? What does Cancer need to know? Okay. We're going to start with that. So, 
I pulled the five of coins in reverse, the eight of wands in reverse, the magician, the four of wands, the five of swords, the seven of coins in reverse, and the six of coins upright. Okay, interesting. There's definitely something here in this reading about like tradition and where you come from and myths and fantasy. I don't know what it is um, yet. Maybe you are someone who's really into fantasy or mythology, things like that. And that's just why this is coming through this way because like you enjoy that and it helps you understand the archetypal the archetypal nature of this message and it's just a confirmation for you that this reading is for you there could be something here about like some sort of wisdom that actually resides in a traditional story or myth or legend from your own culture that would be interesting for you to hear again. It could be something that you knew of in your childhood or something that you don't really know about. There could actually be something um, interesting there for you to explore. Um, maybe just like reconnecting with your own culture um, in a way. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe you need to find your own way to connect to your culture. Maybe that's something that is kind of a complicated thing for you. Interesting. Maybe you've had kind of um maybe you've kind of um distanced yourself from your from your culture over time or you don't really talk about it anymore. You don't partake in any kind of rituals or traditions, festivities that have to do with it. And um Spirit is saying, like, if you got close to it again, if you kind of tried to make peace with it, that could help you in many different ways that you don't really see or understand just yet. And I do, I do, I'm kind of like intuitively sensing this is like a sensitive topic for you. So I want to honor that. And um, if you have kind of distanced yourself from your own culture, um, I'm sure there's a reason for that. Um, so the idea of going kind of back to it maybe could be a bit triggering or uncomfortable for you. There, there's a message here about reclaiming your culture and your origins and your traditions, but making it your own, like taking what actually serves you and leaving what doesn't speak to you. There could be a thing here as well about like your parents wanted you to honor your culture in a very specific way and that really didn't resonate with you or just the fact that they were kind of pushing this onto you was really uncomfortable so you just kind of rejected that a lot and kind of went your own way but actually you are meant to heal this you are meant to be connected to your ancestors and to your traditions but you can do it your own way you can reclaim it your own way make it your own it doesn't have to be the way that your parents have been doing it or that other people around you when you were a kid were doing it, you can make it your own. And um, I'm seeing as well, there's actually a lot that you don't know about your own culture. Like, and that, that that's normal, right? But it's kind of like the part of your history that your parents told you or your teachers told you, it was a specific period of time, but it, there's actually a lot more that your people has experienced that wasn't really talked about because it was focused on one historical period or you've heard specific myths and legends a lot but other ones no or maybe there's like different languages that have been spoken and your people amongst your people and you were taught one or told about one but there's more than one or um yeah i just feel like there's a lot more to your culture than you think than what you experienced and you just associate your culture with your parents and your childhood home and that's what makes it painful or uncomfortable but there's a way to change your perspective here because you might think that relying on myths and traditions and legends to kind of propel you forward is a weak way to live because that's not real life and you need to be grounded 
you need to be focused on some of you could be immigrants or children of immigrants so you've distanced yourself from the your culture to integrate better with the dominant culture around you mm-hmm. that's definitely like a survival mechanism yeah oh this is really interesting i've never had a reading about this this is why i love what i do because i've done hundreds of tarot readings already since i've learned tarot but you know it always keeps surprising me i can always read about different people and different stories so um it's very interesting to me um okay What else wants to be said here? Yeah, the reason I talked about this, and I was led to talk about this. Oh, you have, you have the Four of Coins at the bottom of the deck, by the way. I forgot to say that. Because um, I didn't really look at it. The reason I was guided to talk about this, well, first of all, it was kind of intuitive. Um, then, um, well, there was like the Grishaverse thing. And then... Um, this deck that I'm using, the Tower of the Divine, every card is actually connected to a different like myth or legend from different cultures around the world, which is what it, what it made me think of as well. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. And the, the, the archetype of Cancer as a sign is also one that's very, has a strong connection to its motherland, mother in general, just where you come from, your people, your land. That's something that's very strongly connected to the archetype of cancer. So people with prominent cancer placements typically in their life have like a very, that's a big part of their life one way or another, right? Doesn't always mean that it's like everyone who has cancer placements is super patriotic. Even though that happens sometimes, sometimes it shows up as like, you're not very close to your culture, but that's something that actually really pains you. Or um, it's a big opposition for you in your life. Or it's something that was kind of pushed onto you a lot. Or that you were told should be very important to you. Or something like that, right? But that's an important side of the Cancer archetype. So, yes, I think it has probably been something that was pushed onto you a lot. As something that... Because especially if you were immigrants... Um, as we said earlier, like I think your parents try to push this on you a lot because they wanted you to be proud and they wanted to make sure that you didn't forget where you come from because I think they were scared of that if they were the ones immigrating and they either immigrated before you were born or when you were like a very little child. I think they were scared of that, but unfortunately their enthusiasm and their insistence kind of... It... it gave the opposite result that they wanted because they were so insistent about it that um it actually made you want to distance yourself more and i think that they're still very sad about that honestly um i don't know how close you are with them right now or how often you talk to them i mean if you're here you're an adult i mean that is the intended intended thing okay if you're not an adult please leave i love you but please leave um so I don't know how much you talk to them or whatever. I think they've definitely like respect your choice to the amount where the to the extent that they understand that it's your life and they can't control you. Even if you're pretty close or you talk pretty often, I think they probably have the the tact to not try to bring this up, but even if they don't talk about it anymore, they're still very sad about it. Um, you may or may not know about this. Um and you know, the point is not to like connect back to your culture to please them, obviously, as we said. Because I feel like that's something that's very like, ugh, to you, I understand. It's it's not about them. It's not about what pleases them. It's about you understanding who you are better. Because I kind of feel like you're at a part in your life right now where you kind of feel like you're just on autopilot. And you're just kind of operating without a sense of purpose without a sense of bigger intention for what you want to do in the world, what you want to create, who you want to be. And I feel like what is lacking is you not knowing yourself enough. And if you knew 
better about where you come from and your the way that you're connected to the universe that would actually help you a lot and i do think there's also a sense of a certain extent a certain level of tra- certain traditions i think and i think in rituals that you could um implement in your day-to-day life that would actually serve you and help you feel connected to your ancestors because that's the thing your culture and your ancestors are not your culture is not just your parents right your fa- your soul family and your actual ancestors is not just your parents you have so many ancestors that you never got to know on earth that are still connected to you spiritually and would and, and who love you and who support you would love for you to connect with them but you close yourself off to that a lot because of how uncomfortable you feel around your your native culture um i mean i, I meant that in like the your your culture of your family i don't know if you're native you could be but um, I didn't mean it that way, just to include everyone who could be here. Um, yeah, you may even have been, like, um, have had the opportunity to go to some sort of media in the past or something like that, and you're like, nope, I'm not doing that. And it was actually because you were scared that some ancestors from your culture would come through, um, ancestors in your family would come through, because I think that, okay, that's another part of the issue, your you think you assume that your ancestors are disappointed in you for rejecting your culture a bit because your parents are kind of disappointed in you for that but your ancestors are not your parents and also the thing is when we pass away from this plane right when when our human life here on earth ends we leave our physical body and our logical mind and our ego behind and we only keep our soul and our heart and so when we pass away when we pass on and we kind of look back on earth and the people still alive we have we're not thinking about it through our personal ego because we don't have one anymore and we're able to see the bigger picture of the universe a lot better i think actually that your ancestors they are probably Yes, there's probably a part of them that's a bit sad that you felt that you've had to kind of deny your culture or kind of um, reject it to feel safe in this world, that you feel like you could be equal to other people, to feel like you could be successful too, to feel like you could become your own person. They're probably sad about that, but I think that they understand your perspective a lot more than you think they respect it and also they understand that just because you think you've rejected your culture does not mean that you actually are not connected to it anymore it doesn't mean that you you actually aren't connected to them anymore you have ancestors part of your spiritual team part of your spirit guides who want to help you who are helping you who are supporting you who want to support you with your dreams because i feel like you have dreams or you have we did say earlier that you felt like you were lack you were lacking purpose. So yeah. You want to you, some of you want to achieve certain things, you know, you know exactly what it is. You just it's just that you your current life is not really moving you towards that. And it feels kind of void of purpose. Some of you know that you want to accomplish something or or you wish that you could have some sort of reason to live that has like a bigger intention behind it, a sense of purpose behind it, but you haven't really figured out what that thing would be for you. Um, your ancestors want to help you with this dream of yours or this sense of purpose. They want to help you, but for you to allow yourself to be helped as much as you can be, you have to kind of let them in. Okay, yeah, that's exactly why this has been coming through. Finally understand 24 minutes and what this is truly about. Why we talked about your culture. And as I was, as I was talking about this, there is, again, a, a moment from the show of Shadow and Bone that kind of popped in my mind. I don't know what it is about this. Um, some of you like that. Even if you've never heard of that, of uh, Shadow and Bone, maybe there's something in there for you. Maybe watching it would be entertaining and healing in some way for you. Okay, definitely check it out. You can either read it or um, watch it on Netflix. 
check out Shadow and Bone. And there's different, for the books, there's like different trilogies and duologies, but start with the Shadow and Bone book. Um, yeah, highly recommend. Um, but the moment in the show that I, I was thinking of, and again, I'm not going to spoil, but there's a part in the second season where um, a character tells another one, like, if you need anything, like, I could, I could help you out, you know? Like, we could, like have a deal if you want to bargain with me and the other characters like what well, what would I want from you like I'm I'm fine because they're kind of like in a negative situation but at the same time they don't know the other person so they're like why would I care what you have to offer me like whatever what what could you offer me and then the other characters like I could give you what you've lost and that's a sense of purpose a purpose and that kind of hits the other character pretty hard and they realize, like, yeah, I used to have, like, in that character in the story, used to have, like, a very, very specific, very kind of linear path in life and a very specific goal and a very specific purpose. And that was kind of shaken up for them. They were now in a place where they couldn't really do it the way that they used to anymore. And it was hard for them to kind of rethink um, reconsider who they were now that they weren't doing this thing anymore and who they could be, who they wanted to be, what it meant for them to maybe live for different reasons, have a different kind of half faith in different things, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Because the more you've distanced yourself from your um, culture, I think that you felt that you couldn't win it's like the more you distance yourself from your culture, the more you felt like you were accepted by everyone else around you. But at the same time, you were denying your origins and kind of going further away from a big part of who you were or who you could be. Your culture and your ancestors and your parents and all that kind of stuff, your actual lineage, your your ethnicity, anything like that, your religion, that's only that's only a part of who you are. I mean, okay, that's only a part of who you are. It doesn't define who you are entirely. You are also an individual with unique qualities, unique traits, unique dreams, unique aspirations, unique abilities that don't solely have to do with your culture or where or your where you come from. Okay, I want that to be clear. But it is a part of who you are. And as you said, your ancestors want to help you. They want to come through and help you. That's what I'm seeing in this magician card here. And what I'm noticing is that um, the, the person on the magician card, it seems, I, I'm, I'm assuming they are earrings, but there's like on their side of their head, because they have really big hair, there's like one on one side it's a sun, and on the other side it's a moon. So that's interesting. So maybe there's two, there's two different specific ancestors I want to come through. Maybe you could learn a lot through kind of diving into the study of your moon sign and your sun sign, your sun placement, your moon placement, which includes a sign, but also... You really want to get into it, the house that they're in and your birth chart, speaking of, of astrology, as well as the aspects it makes with other um, other um, planets. Um, maybe you have the sun, and, the sun and the moon in the same sign in your birth chart or conjunct each other or something like that. Um, maybe this is about some kind of yin and yang balance for you. Um, yeah, interesting. Another movie movie that could be really cool for you, um, well, Shadow and Bone was a show, but a movie that could be cool for you that I was thinking about is um, Moana. That's a, that's a really beautiful, I mean, you may have seen it before because it's super popular, obviously, but um, it's a beautiful movie and it also does speak of that connection with our ancestors and reconnecting, rediscovering who we truly are. And there is actually, in that, without spoiling it, of course, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. There is also, in, in that story, a part of like, the main character, Moana, has a specific kind of longing or dream. And she gets told that, no, our people don't do this kind of thing. But actually, throughout the story, she, she, she learns that 
her ancestors weren't exactly who she thought they were or who her family thought they were. They, they were doing things that they didn't think about. And so they didn't know everything about their ancestors. So they had to kind of widen their perspective. Yeah, that's really interesting. And that's exactly, I mean, that, yeah, definitely watch Moana. It's a beautiful movie. Listen, if, it doesn't matter if it's animated, it doesn't mean it's a kid's movie. Even if it's a kid's movie, like, they're so well done nowadays that they're really entertaining, even as an adult, and really touching as well. I have a lot of cancer placements, too, and these kinds of movies make me cry all the time. Um, <laughs> but they really touch my heart. Um, yeah. And actually, you know what I was hearing? That was like intuitive because that had nothing to do with Moana or anything else we've said before. So I don't know if that's something that you've experienced. Um, if you are part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, you may have kind of grown up with your parents or your culture kind of being told that um, being made to believe like homophobia or queerphobia in general was part of your culture part of your traditions that you know being queer that's not something that we do that's something that other people do or white people do or americans do or whatever because uh, i know some cultures kind of try to think that like oh there's gay people elsewhere but there's no gay people here or whatever <laughs> or trans people or non-binary people you know anything like that um yeah you may have kind of been led to believe that or if your parents you're in your community were homophobic or transphobic towards you um or you just never came out because you knew that they were like that and you knew that you weren't safe um they would kind of use your culture as like an excuse an excuse to that like oh well that's how we are we're not like that blah 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 you know um and that's just so fucking false like you have ancestors that were queer that you don't know about like i'm talking actual lineage ancestors and they are definitely like parts of your traditions and your culture that you don't know about where queer people were represented but then were erased from history because of um homophobia because of um white supremacy that kind of thing which affected everyone eventually on the planet almost even if you know your country wasn't directly colonized um so that could be one point where your ancestors are telling you that they they love you first of all if you're queer like they they don't care they love you exactly as you are and they're like we also have been queer too like you may not know we may have been led to believe that wasn't happening but there have always been queer people among us it just didn't have a name or it wasn't called that way but it could have been called different things or we just knew that that was a thing and we accepted that amongst our people and we found those people beautiful and lovable as well. We didn't reject them out of their out of our community. It was it's a it's a really big ugly mistake that some people alive right now in your family think that it's a traditional thing to reject those kinds of people out of our communities because that's not what we were doing. That's not what our traditions were actually about. Quite the opposite actually. Yeah. Oh wow. If this is about you, I'm I'm sending you so much love seriously um okay so something i want to do because i told you right that this deck that we're using right now it is there's like a every card represents like a different myth or legend from a different culture and i want to read that uh story from the magician card because it's the one i kind of being drawn to a lot and that i feel represents the way that your ancestors want to help you right now i believe it's the story of the fairy godmother so let me look through um where is it am i blind i'm looking through the table of contents like where is it Oh, maybe I got the title wrong. I'm going to find it by the imagery. So this is really exciting because this deck, obviously the deck itself, there's the cards and there's like the mini booklet. But something I was always complaining about, and if you've been on the podcast, maybe you've happened to hear me complain about this before, but I was always upset at um, the fact that we'd never had the full story of these myths and legends in the booklet of the deck 
And I was like, oh, why did they choose to do that just to reduce the budget? That was just my assumption. And I, because I was like, I don't care if this deck would have been $80. I would have bought it um, with the whole thing. But I find I found out recently that the creator of the deck actually did write all of them out, but published them in a separate book. And I think I get it now because I see how like there could be people who enjoy these stories who aren't into tarot or don't want the deck, so I get it. Um, but I got so excited when I, fi- I found out that that was happening, that that was a thing. And I finally got my hands on that book literally yesterday. And it's the first time I'm using it now. I got really excited because I was like, I'm going to be able to read the full stories from the cards um, on the podcast. So yay. And I swear the card that I'm trying to read is like one of the last ones because I am shuffling through this freaking book and it is just not popping up. So, oh, there you go. It was literally the last page. (laughs) Are you serious? Oh my God. (laughs) Okay, so the magician card, it is the fairy godmother which is a french fairy tale and it says the fairy godmother is a helpful creature who has supported many heroes and heroines none more famously than cinderella cinderella was a beautiful girl whose kind mother died when cinderella was very young after remarrying a cold woman with two bitter daughters cinderella's father died also this left cinderella orphaned and in the care of her resentful stepmother Angry that Cinderella was more beautiful than her own daughters, the stepmother put Cinderella to work mending the laundry, cleaning the house, and doing all the cooking. Each night, Cinderella slept in the ashes of the kitchen fireplace and became filthy. Quiet Cinderella bore all this abuse patiently until she heard about the upcoming royal ball. It was to be a night of celebration, with all the young ladies of the country invited to meet the prince. Cinderella wished to go to the party, but when she asked her stepmother and stepsisters, they all laughed in her face. For who would want to dance with a dirty girl covered in ashes? Cinderella cried as her stepfamily put on their beautiful gowns and rode away to the ball. It was then that the fairy godmother, hearing Cinderella's sobs, appeared to help her. The fairy godmother told Cinderella that because her heart was sweet and pure, She would help her by turning a pumpkin into a carriage, mice into horses, rags into a ball gown, and dirt into glass slippers. But, she warned, the spell would break at midnight, and the rest was up to Cinderella. Gleefully, Cinderella rode to the ball and met the prince. He was instantly dazzled by her and she by him, and they danced the night away. At midnight, Cinderella remembered the fairy godmother's warning and fled the ball, leaving behind a broken pumpkin and a single glass slipper. The prince began to search for the mysterious girl, insisting every young lady in the realm try on the glass slipper, but it didn't fit anyone until it was finally slipped on the ash-covered foot of Cinderella. Rejoicing, the prince and Cinderella were soon married, and the fairy godmother blessed their union. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so this is the classic story of Cinderella. So maybe there's maybe maybe watching Cinderella too could be fun, but you've pretty much got the whole story here. So, um, yeah okay there's definitely something here about in this story about being loved for who you truly are not who you um appear to be and of course in the story the princess is charmed by her appearance as well but he is so desperate to find her he doesn't just want to to marry the next pretty girl and he's so happy when he finally finds her even though, you know, the whole thing about, you know, just like the joke of everyone being like, how is it that everyone in the kingdom, no one has feet of her the same size as her, right? That makes no sense. Yeah, that's kind of true, but it doesn't matter. I mean, we all have unique feet, you know, the exact perfect fit, I guess, could be unique. But um, anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, there's something here about being loved for who you truly are, being seen for who you truly are, or being given a chance that you usually wouldn't be able to have. I feel like that's what your ancestors want to help you with. If you're trying to manifest some sort of soulmate partner, um, yes, your ancestors could help you with that, especially because this card is, is actually clarified by the Four of Wands, which let's let's read the 
let's read that card as well, shall we? Let's let me find it. But for others of you, it's a bit more symbolic. Um, could be that what you want to achieve, your dream, or something that you would love to do, you feel like it's something that's not accessible to you because of lack of privilege, right? Because you could be discriminated because of who you are, because maybe you don't have enough money to get there. Maybe it's something that's like a... I'm hearing make a wish. So maybe it's something that is um, only like one person out of like a million gets. It's something that's very rare. Something like that. And you kind of have convinced yourself that you couldn't get it. And your ancestors actually want to help you with that. Your ancestors want to help you with that. And at the same time, they can't control everything. So maybe you want to have a business or you want to work in a specific field that is kind of elitist or that's hard to get into like maybe you want to become a hollywood actor or actress or something like that okay i'm just coming up with a random example um apply to your situation differently if it differs um you want to become a hollywood actor or actress but it's really difficult to um be part of that world when you don't have any connections when you maybe you're like oh only nepo babies can get into that world um and for sure nepo babies have like advantages and privileges but it doesn't mean that you can't get into it and it's like your ancestors could get you like the a special entry with someone that's really big or they could get you like an audition for something that would be really important but what you do with that afterwards the work that you put into it to impress that person and to maybe get that role or get those contacts and where you go with that afterwards, that's going to be up to you. So it's all about co-creating. Your ancestors are not going to just magically uh, transport you to your dream life just like that because that's not how the universe works, okay? We are meant as human beings to also learn our own lessons, live our own lives, use our own personal will and our spirit guides don't want to necessarily interfere with that or to take that away from us. So it's not going to happen magically, but they can help you with things that you feel you're not capable of doing. If it's something that really matters to you, that you have, that is just is something that is strong in your heart, that means a lot to you, that you really believe in, and that you're ready to kind of keep working on for. Yeah, okay. So let's read the, the story of the Four of Wands. This is... Mohini and Aravan. This is from Tamil, India. It's a Hindu epic Mahabharata. I don't know what that means, but let's just read it. The Mahabharata, a Hindu mythical and historical epic, primarily documents the five Pandava brothers and their battle with their cousins, the Kauravas, for this for succession of the throne of Hastinapura. I'm pronouncing these the way I think they could be pronounced but obviously I could be butchering these I'm sorry um in the Indian kingdom of Kuru the battle was called the Kuru Kurukshetra war and it lasted for 18 days and resulted in the deaths of millions on both sides in the beginning of the battle the Pandava side was vastly outnumbered and failure seemed a distinct possibility Krishna the eighth in incarnation of the Vishnu the preserver and protector god supported the Pandavas. He suggested that someone willingly sacrifice themselves to Kali, goddess of time and destruction, in order to ensure a victory for the Pandavas. Aravan volunteered. Aravan was the son of Arjuna, the third Pandava brother, and Ulipi, Ulupi, the Naga snake princess. He was a great warrior who did not fear death, but he did wish to be married before he died. This is because he wished for the cremation and funerary rites of a married man versus a bachelor who is buried. Unfortunately, no woman wanted to marry him, as becoming a, a widow was a terrible fate for anyone. So Krishna agreed to marry him. He took on his rarely seen female form, Mohini, married Aravan, and spent the night with him. Their wedding is celebrated to this day in Tamil, where Aravan is the patron god of the transgender Hisra communities. Oh my god, are you serious? We talked about this! <laughs> Aravan then changed, charged forward into the fight, knowing he would eventually die on the battlefield. He fought and defeated many key members of the opposing army. Then the eldest Kurava summoned the giant Alamvusha to fight Aravan. 
Aravan assumed his serpent form, Shesha, but Alamvusha assumed his Garuda, giant eagleman form, and ultimately beheaded him. Eventually, Aravan was avenged, and the Pandava brothers won the war. Mahini acknowledged Aravan's death and her widowhood by breaking her bangles, beating her breasts, and discarding her bridal garments before finally returning to the form of Krishna. Okay, interesting. <laughs> well, there was a lot of um, Indian names in that. Um, wow, I cannot believe I talked about the whole like LGBTQ community and connecting back to your to your culture and how that was something that was actually seen as normal before and it literally says that he is the patron god of the of a transgender community in in india right so oh my god <laughs> and yeah there's another thing here about um winning when you think that all the the odds are stacked against you right that's something that's coming through as well here Yeah. And love, again. <laughs> so me finding love and... Okay, I'm hearing we found love by Rihanna, which is a bop. Um, <laughs> finding love in a hopeless place or finding love in a place that is unexpected. Huh, or if you're thinking, I'm never going to find that kind of love. Um, yes, you will. Are you kidding? Um, okay, interesting. I don't know where to go with that, so let's just pull more cards. So let's ask, what do your ancestors want to tell you? I think this message about your ancestors is coming through at this time in this courage reading. Yeah, oh my God, because um, since you have a complicated relationship with your, your, your culture, it's going to be something that will be you will need courage to do that, to try to reconnect and to make it your own and to connect to your ancestors and claim your dreams as something that's possible for you. I think that's why this is coming through. At the bottom of the deck, I pulled these from the Work Your Light Oracle. We have the ever unfolding rose cracked open. It's happening for you, not to you. And then I pulled um, trust the niggle. What is the niggling feeling trying to tell you in reverse? We have Minta Khan, longing for home, belonging, the original light workers. Yes. <laughs> Again, longing for home, belonging. That's that is that is the thing that's missing for you right now, a sense of belonging in your life. That's what's really painful and why you feel so empty sometimes. Um and also there's definitely something here which I, I don't know if I said that in those exact words, but I was feeling as well before, connecting to your culture your cultural spirituality like the spirituality of your ancestors and the, tra the the spiritual tradition traditions of your ancestors that's also something that's going to be um important for you to dive into so definitely do research about that we pulled um soul family hey <laughs> call in your tribe you don't have to do it alone yes that i think your ancestors want to help you with that and that could actually happen through a romantic partner if you don't already have one and or you know if you're poly and you um, would have more than one at a, at a time and we have awakening energetic upgrades a new way of being integration in reverse yes okay um i feel like there's not much to say about these cards they kind of speak um by themselves With the soul family thing, you know, it literally says you don't have to do it alone. So you need a community of people around you, not necessarily from your same culture as you, but that you feel is like your soul family and that can support you on the way to your dreams or if you have any changes you want to make in your life. If, you, if you're just surrounded by people who are like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Don't do that. They're not the right people to have around you. Um, some of you might already have some people who are very supportive and kind of feel like your soul family around you, but I feel like it's not a lot of people you are meant to meet more people from your soul family if you if you don't know what soul family means definitely look it up um but yeah the whole trust the niggle thing which is what is a niggling feeling trying to tell you in reverse maybe this is saying that you haven't been trusting your intuition and now it's time to trust it because I honestly honestly I think some of you have been feeling your ancestors trying to come through 
and speak to you in the way that they have today, but you have rejected it or you were like, no, that's nonsense. <laughs> um, and you kind of tried to like low-key gaslight yourself about that. I don't know if gaslighting is like the right um, word here, but you know, you try to invalidate what you were sensing. Um, and it's like, it's time to trust your intuition to get back into spirituality because we have been trying to come through. Um, yeah. Okay. The last thing I'm pulling right now using the threads of fate oracle is what is the message from your your inner warrior since we have affirmed we have stated the fact that you will need courage on this path yeah okay so at the bottom of the deck we have the alchemist beautiful yeah you can alchemize your own pain from the past, definitely. Um, I pulled Paradox Strength in Reverse. You're going to put it up, right? Yeah, some of you think that you're not as strong as you really are. I don't know what the fuck that's about. But um, no. <laughs> Your ancestors are like, what, what do you mean you can't do that? Or you're not strong enough to do that. Like, of course you are. We know you. <laughs> we see you. I pulled the, the Wildling in reverse as, as well and we have reflect so okay i'm gonna read the messages from these cards from the booklet of the deck maybe not all of them i'm not sure yet but let's start with strength there you go as soon as i said that i was on that page this card indicates a time where you need to tap into your reserve of strength and resilience. There may be things coming up in your life right now that require your courage and the willingness to be uncomfortable. What have we, have we been saying? Literally exactly that. Or ability to adjust to any transition, loss or change will deep, depend, I was going to say deepen, will depend on your on or patience and riding out the storm. Sometimes we have to do this without having a map. Whatever is coming up for you right now, I understand that it will pass and you just need to believe that you can move through it. Yeah. And you remember at the beginning of the reading when I was talking about the Grisha verse book I'm currently reading and the amplifiers and how the main character is experiencing, is meeting someone who is more ancient than her. It's kind of like an ancestor, I guess, for her, you could say. And trying and telling her, like, actually in our culture, we the tradition wasn't about that. It was very different. Let me show you what the true meaning of power is and how strong you truly are. Um, she actually, her, her, she is like a squalor, which is a type of Grisha that can manipulate wind and air. And, um, it, it speaks of the storm and he literally calls her a storm witch. <laughs> so yeah, um, there is Labradorite, uh, in this, um, car. So let's read that bit as well. Labradorite is a stone that can open up our psychic and intuitive abilities bruh okay yeah that's something that keeps coming up for you while also strengthening our will and protecting our personal energies it is helpful when we are working through challenges and need to protect ourselves from getting drained or taking on things that are not ours it is a teacher of paradox when we feel the weakest it is a reminder that at the opposite end of that spectrum is our power while it may feel like polar opposites they exist on the same continuum and you can transit bet between them you use Labradorite as a teacher of self-preservation and to help you see the strengths in your perceived weaknesses. Aha! Love that. Yeah, so maybe you want to get out of your way and actually buy some Labradorite or get some Labradorite if you want to, of course. You don't need to. But if that kind of spoke to you, and because it mentioned paradox and that, um, well, let's read your paradox card, right? Because you got that card as well. Um, if I can just find it in the booklet because this booklet is also something it's also not arranged in alphabetical order and that really annoys me <laughs> ah, where is it oh there you go this card is a reminder that we can hold two extremes at the same time sometimes we focus on things whether internal or external and see them as one-sided but to hold the paradox within us requires strength <laughs> Are these, are, are these cards connected secretly? <laughs> to see our most brilliant qualities and our most ugly, to acknowledge that they both live within us is a gateway to growth. Sorry. C 
Paul Jung said, the paradox is one of our most valuable spiritual possessions. And for anyone who does shadow work, they know this to be true. But this can also be difficult for many people. If we have been raised in a rigid environment where things are viewed as black and white, it may be hard for us to accept our flaws, let alone love them. One of the best ways to slowly enter a relationship with our internal paradox is to remind ourselves that we did not create these things within us, we inherited them. It does not define us, and yet we are responsible for it. To work more deeply with paradox as you witness yourself throughout the day. Identify what types of thoughts you have more of, positive or negative. From there, find the polar extreme. For example, maybe you thought, I'm so fucking lazy. Acknowledge a couple things that makes that true. Then find the polar opposite, for example, hardworking. And acknowledge a few things or experiences that prove that you are hardworking as well. Okay. Definitely look into psychosynthesis to work through paradoxes. That's kind of the main point of that. And it is a spiritual psychology created by a psychiatrist who was a contemporary of Carl Carl Jung. Okay, so if you vibe with that, um, there's a little bit of a similar vibe. And um, yeah, I'm trained in psychosynthesis, by the way. So, okay, let's read your reflect card. Without a reflective practice, we end up repeating the same patterns over and over again, unable to reach our potential. This card asks you to sit in silence for a few moments and reflect upon what has been coming up for you recently. What emotions do you find yourself experiencing continuously? What situations do you find yourself in often? If you are finding unease in any area of your life, have you experienced it before? When? When was the first time you remember feeling this way? How did your family handle these sorts of situations when you were young? Consider journaling around these questions and allowing whatever needs to come out to do so. When we reflect, the intention is not to fix, but to simply to view ourselves in our lives with less bias and more openness. Yeah, becoming your own loving observer is important. And let's end with your last card, which is the wildling. For the longest time, I was I was always reading this card as the wilding, because I don't know, I didn't know that wildling was a word. Um, <laughs> I think one day I was like in the middle of a reading, and I was reading the thing from the booklet, and I was like, hold on, <laughs> this isn't wilding, it's wildling. Um, where is it? Oh, fuck's sake. Okay, hundred and eighteen. That's the page. There you go. It's the last page. Again, there, there's something about that for you. Pulling the wildling card indicates a time to connect to the most primal parts of yourself. This may mean you need to detach a bit from people around you so you can hear the whispers of your deepest knowing without the influence of others. The wildling is raw, empowered, and independent. Many people are intimidated by them because they need little from others and prioritize radical freedom which can be unsettling as most of society operates within unspoken expectations and contracts. The wildling burns the contract and heads into the woods. Wildling comes to us as an ally when we need to break free of the systems that limit us. The wildling within us remembers a time when we lived with the land, when we walked barefoot, when our lives were in alignment with the natural world. Wildling is a call for remembrance. A good way to invoke wildling is to dive deeper into our body and hear what it needs from us on our most primal level. A balanced wildling prioritizes freedom but remains grounded. They possess an instinct that may not make sense to others but never lets them astray. They are present to their own emotions and needs and will spend time on their personal development. An unbalanced wildling is in a state of perpetual chaos. They are avoidant and often use the external for a band-aid of their internal disease, which often means they are constantly moving on to the next thing. What they move on to never ends up being what they hoped for. And because this card is in reverse, you might be more an unbalanced wildling or have been more an unbalanced wildling um, in the past few years. If so, this is an invitation to... um, rebalance yourself with everything else that we have been saying over the the reading and to kind of tap into a healthier expression of this archetype uh, for yourself okay and in your life so this has been your reading cancer i hope that you enjoyed i hope that it was helpful and insightful it definitely was very beautiful so i really hope that it helped you and i wish you the best in continuing to kind of form contact with your ancestors there's many ways to do that 
um, you're gonna find out your own way um, but you can do research about that if you want to um, if you enjoyed this if this was helpful you can let me know by leaving a five stars review to the podcast it really helps me out and also helps more, more people find the podcast if you think these would be helpful to more people if you want to check out your card check out my instagram the highlight on my profile called podcast should be in there with label with the episode number and cancer courage reading um, if you want to become a subscriber or if you want to have a one-on-one session, all links are in the description of the episode. Send you so much love. I'll see you next time. Bye!